It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome in, everybody, to another day of college football talk, ACC football and beyond today as we will go inside the world of college football at the top, talk about the latest news and notes going on around the country, as well as taking you deep inside the ACC. What's going on this past week? Some draft information, some analysis there, some transfer news, obviously a lot of recruiting news. We're going to break down... Uh, the entire ACC recruiting class from this past uh, week. We obviously put that to bed. We've got details over at LandryFootball.com, but we're going to get into the breakdowns, more coaching news. You got it, man. We've got everything going on, so we're going to get right to it. Got a question that we're going to get to make sure that I know I've answered it on uh, another day, but uh, Peter, big Syracuse fan, I want to make sure that if he didn't hear it last week when I answered this question, I'm going to make sure that I address it for him here. But the latest news going on uh, around the world of college football, uh, again, this podcast brought to you by the great folks at 401k Generation. Uh, if you are in need of financial planning assistance, if you're not in need of financial planning assistance, I implore you to get a second opinion to make sure that you talk with an expert in the field to make sure that you're on the right track. That's always suggest not pushing uh, products to you. I am not qualified for that, uh, not, uh, not licensed for that. I just know this, that as someone that works in a field of football, that we get utilized myself as a consultant in coaching searches, in player evaluation, uh, in football issues, you'll want to go to an expert. I always say, if you need legal advice, go to an attorney. If you don't feel well, go to a doctor. You need tax advice, go to a CPA. You need financial advice on how to invest and manage your money. Go to an expert. Eddie Rojas and his team at 401k Generations are licensed in all 50 states. They are the experts in money management, investment goals. 
Check, give yourself a financial checkup today. Make sure that you're doing the right things. And if you are on the right track, great. If you're not, maybe they can help you. Doesn't cost anything to make a phone call, to get a text, to learn about what they do and how that might be able to assist them. So give them a call or a text today at 1-866-998-5879. Reminder again to sign up for this podcast uh, as well as all of our podcasts in part of the Landry Football's Conference Call. You can get this podcast as well as the Pro Football Show, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. You can get the College Football Podcast Monday through Friday by signing up for Landry Football's conference call. Go to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever, and get it uh, locked in so you get it every day. And, again, check out LandryFootball.com. We're going to get into some news and notes. We've got a lot more over at LandryFootball.com, more than we can get to in a show here Uh, So make sure you check out and take advantage of the huge scouting season offer that we have. It's the best one we've had, and it'll take you through. Obviously, as we are into 2021 recruiting, all the news and notes surrounding spring practice, uh, coaching staff evaluations, as we've still got assistant coaching movements, um, the NFL draft, NFL free agency, you name it, we got it for you. All right, latest news and notes, LSU has hired former NFL veteran offensive coach Scott Linehan to be their new passing game coordinator. An interesting hire, an older, more experienced guy. Scott has been out of football for a year. He's been with the Rams. You know, he was an interim with the Rams for a little while as the head coach. Vikings, Dolphins, Lions, Cowboys. He specialized working with quarterbacks and receivers. Um, You know, while other candidates were pursued, uh, some didn't see it as a fit, and others, LSU, didn't see it as a fit for them. We explain in previous shows and on LandryFootball.com that the model that Ed Orgeron wants is something along the lines of when he was at USC and Pete Carroll had Norm Chow and he had a young guy that was paired with him kind of working the passing game. Well, this is a little different in that you've got two older guys. I'm curious to see how this relationship – Scott's a great guy. Ed Ed is certainly – uh, vetted him out and talked with him about it, and, and certainly he's comfortable. How smooth of a transition, don't know. It certainly doesn't fit the mold of, you know, the the young guy who's never done it but is can come in and and be right there with the, the veteran Insminger. It's kind of two veteran guys. <clears throat> certainly experience is there. The fit, the long-term fit, don't know. Don't know what potentially could could happen with something like this down the road. Uh, only time will tell. It is unique in that they looked at a number of younger guys. A number of younger guys wanted a little bit maybe more of a title, uh, top, or top billing, so to speak, that maybe didn't work. Scott is someone, again, with a lot of background in the pro game, not so much in the college game. Um, Lanahan, because he has certainly a lot of pro experience and certainly a lot of experience of how to um, work an offense, is going to bring some, I think, really good ideas. Um, and certainly 
we all talk about this all the time. It's it's about the right fit in the mesh, and you know, let's just call it like it is. There are there's not going to be Joe Burrow there next year. LSU will not look the same next year. They're not going to have the type of magical run that they did last year. So I think that some people were are looking at this job in a very positive light because I think the profile of this job raised tremendously based upon the success last year and where it took Joe Brady. But I also think that there's a realistic assessment that whoever comes in we're going to likely be pegged as not as good as the guy last year because Joe Burrow's the guy that is there. Joe Burrow's not there and is not going to be as good. So it was an interesting process that Ed went through, and uh, we'll see how this plays out. It's uh, the first time that Scott has coached in the college ranks since uh, 99 to 2001 at Louisville. So it's been an NFL guy for a long time. Hey, Michigan State is still looking uh, at a head coaching, uh, different head coaching candidates. Uh, it came out, we had it on the notebook yesterday that Luke Fickle was interviewing. Um, he turned it down. Here's what's happening inside the Michigan State situation. It is not that it is a complete disaster of a program. We know all of the issues that have gone forth with the off the field, the Larry Nasser. There's a lot of negativity there. The biggest problem they got going there is that they've got an interim athletic director that is, quite frankly, steering a lot of people away from this job. And I'm, I've come to the conclusion that probably the best thing for Michigan State is to go the interim role with um, Mike Tressel and get their athletic director situation figured out and reboot this next year. Because it's difficult for coaches that I think would be interested in Michigan State in normal circumstances to be interested now with their current athletic director situation. It's a mess. This guy's a real knucklehead, and it, it's I think it's scaring some people away. Now, um, you, you, Matt Campbell wasn't coming. Narducci wasn't all that interested. You know, um, uh, a, a Robert Sala from the from the coordinator defense coordinator of the the 49ers not interested. But this is a job that I think that Luke Fickle would be very interested in. He just wasn't really comfortable with the athletic director situation. And you don't want to come in as a head coach in that type of situation. Um, so I think that's hurt him. Interesting name, Brett Bielema has come out and said that he would be interested in the job. Is that the direction they want to go? Obviously, he had a lot of success at Wisconsin. That led to him getting the Arkansas job. Things didn't go as well, and uh, therefore um, he is now with the New York Giants. He's not with the Patriots anymore. He spent a lot of time with Belichick. He's now the outside linebacker coach for uh, the New York Giants, so we shall see. USC's made a good uh, coaching staff hire. They have hired Dante Williams, uh, the cornerback coach at Oregon, over um, uh, hired him as their new cornerback uh, coach at USC and pass game coordinator. One of the best recruiters in the Pac-12. You know, 
real big concerns with USC with their recruiting and how things are heading there. And I don't know if this is going to be enough to flip things around. USC needs to get an early start on 2021. They are going to have to really recruit well early, show some signs that they're getting guys in in the, in, in the fold in 2021 and win on the field. Anything short of that, I mean, this is uh, Clay Helton's dead man walking there. Penn State's uh, um, defense coordinator Brent Pry is not also not interested in the Michigan State job. I, I, there was some level of interest by the Spartans. He's not interested in leaving Penn State for this job for the reasons that I just mentioned. I uh, also got a couple of five-star recruiting commitments for the class of 2021 for Alabama, Georgia, we are going to move on because we've got so much other stuff to talk about. But that's in our uh, our college football notebooks today, so please check that out. want to get into a couple of things, a question uh, before we go on. Peter, great Syracuse fan, asked about the defense coordinator position. And, of course, it's Tony White from Arizona State staff. Um, interesting hire. There were some other candidates that I thought that they would look strongly at. It's an interesting move, though, Peter, because he is, as I said um, previously, he can run that nickel set, that three-three-five look that Dino wants to run. Um, so that's the latest there. You also asked about a couple of the quarterbacks that they had committed. The Markovich kid out of, out of Texas has got really good arm strength. Um, his footwork, you know, um, it needs a, some work. Uh, doesn't have a great arm, but, you know, I think once he improves his footwork, his velocity will come along. And then the Morgan kid out of Mississippi is really interesting. He's a big kid, strong arm, he's smart. Um, so hopefully, hopefully, Peter, you get those um, answered for you. We've addressed it before, but wanted to drop it here in the ACC podcast for you. Um, <clears throat> I tell you, I will get into more and more of draft prospects within the conference as we move on, I want to kind of move quickly on some of the news items because I want to get into the breakdowns of the recruiting classes. But um, really like Cam Akers, and I think that he is the Florida State running back. He's going to learn how uh, he's going to need to learn how to press the hole a little bit better and exercise better patience. But with his burst and speed, I think he's going to be going to make somebody a good back at the next level. Wake Forest redshirt junior quarterback Tayshon Bowers is transferred to Gardner-Webb. Former North Carolina State uh, quarterback Matthew McKay is transferred to Montana State. Former Duke redshirt senior kicker A.J. Reed is transferred to Arkansas. Former Boston College sophomore defensive lineman Ireland Burks is transferred to Rutgers. Um, I want to get into a couple of things recruiting-wise we're going to get into I'll save that here just for a second when we break down the classes. I want to get into some coaching news real quickly around the league that I think um, is relevant. Florida Atlantic will hire Florida State special teams quality control analyst Brock, Brock Willis in a defensive quality control role. Obviously, Willie had him there. Appalachian State, again, we go in the region, not just the conference, is hiring Jets defensive line coach Robert Nunn to their staff, a good get for them. Uh, Notre Dame, yeah, we talked Notre Dame in the ACC podcast as well. We'll hire Penn State offensive analyst John McNulty as their tight end coach. He replaces Tommy Reese, who's been promoted from tight end coach to offensive coordinator. 
Clemson has signed Tony Elliott to a new three-year contract um, set to make $5.1 million over the next three years. Obviously, uh, they've lost Jeff Scott to uh, to um, South Florida. Um, Tony is now the full, the the only uh, offensive coordinator at Syracuse. He's hired Marshall cornerback coach Chip West to serve in the same capacity there. He had worked as cornerback coach at Charlotte and Virginia and Howard. Uh, and Clemson has promoted offensive analyst Tyler Grisham to wide receivers coach. He played wide receiver at Clemson in the late 200s and um, – and after a brief stint in the NFL, he kind of worked on. He's obviously moved in and replaced the wide receiver coaching position that Jeff Scott had. David Cutcliffe has announced that he's going to be calling the plays um, this year at Duke. And, of course, as we mentioned, uh, Syracuse has hired Tony White to serve in the same capacity there. Um, also interested, too, um, the – Quarterback battle at Florida State is going to be interesting, and I'm very curious to see how this plays out in the spring. You got James Blackman, but he's going to have to earn it. And I'm curious to see with uh, with Purdy there, um, the dual threat newcomer, Rotomaker. Uh, it could be interesting to see how this is going to play out and how the competition maybe could make things better for both of them. Okay, on to some recruiting information, some general thoughts, and then I want to get into obviously the breakdowns of the class uh, that we've just put um, put to, to bed this past um, Thursday is when our week old. <clears throat> I'm going to get into it a little bit more. But off the top, a couple of things jump out at me. We go glass half full, glass half empty, I guess. Virginia Tech's recruiting is concerning me big time. Um they had a top 25 class last year. Appeared to be doing some good things there. They really struggled this year. Um, I worry about, I thought last year they started to do some better things on the field. I, I've got some real concerns. Then, of course, there was, and I think the comments were taken a little bit out of context, but he said any of his kids that enter the transfer portal will not be allowed back. But the reality is, he says, he'll take it on a case-by-case basis. But that's not the narrative that's out there. That's not good for the overall PR uh, image of the school. So, you know, interesting there. For the third consecutive recruiting cycle, this is the positive. Did you know that Clemson did not lose a pledge to a decommitment? You realize how difficult that is to do in this day and age? I mean, you got guys moving back and forth and back and forth. Say this about Dabo Clemson. They know who they want. They go after who they want. They get the majority of who they want, and they don't lose them. And they don't usually let them go for someone else. It happens at times. There are some transfers. They have to deal with that like everybody else. But they do a good job of not losing kids to decommitment. Uh, Some 2021 recruiting news before we break down the classes. Florida State's got a good verbal from four-star quarterback Luke uh, Altmaier. Um, you know, 6'2", 185. Really good. Pro-style quarterback. Quick release. Can move well. Um, he's accurate. Uh, I like it in this spread system that they're going to run. So they've, they've added some some good receivers and this uh, good uh, quarterbacks to their receiving core. This this has the offense has a chance down the road to be 
uh, pretty good. North Carolina received a verbal from a four-star defensive back in the 2020 class. Gabe Stevens, 6'3", 195. Auburn and Florida and Nebraska are just some of those. Uh, that's uh, one of the top 15 players in the state of North Carolina for 2021. And then uh, also Florida State, um, I forgot uh, to mention that they got a four-star linebacker in Brandon Jennings, 6'3", 220, big commitment for them. Uh, Bradley played for Florida State. Remember Bradley Jennings played in the late 90s. Uh, so they are working hard, and the the 2020 class uh, is really good. They've got um, the fifth. Uh, their, this is their fifth 2021 recruit. So uh, it's the first member of the top 300. So good get good week this week for Florida State recruiting on the 2021 uh, <clears throat> class. Obviously. Um, very, very important to get off to a good start. All right, let's get into the breakdown, shall we, of this class this year. And a reminder of a couple of things. We are really expanding a lot of what we're doing in recruiting. Mentioned talking about 2021. And this is going to be more in the summer. When I get a little bit more film in, we'll break down and we'll put some stuff there at, uh, before then. But Pretty much during the summer, we're going to have a lot of information on the class of 2021 recruiting class. Well, you get to know more about the players uh, and really get a good feel for things. So you go into the season knowing who the top players are because so much information during the fall is about, you know, as the playing season is undergone, is kids taking some visits, unofficial, um, official and the commitments start to come in and flowing even more. And I want you to know more about the players that are out there and how what their status is and certainly, more importantly, how good a player they are. So we're going to have a lot of that information, certainly in our notebooks every day. <clears throat> we're going to have a lot of that. So make sure that you check that out. Um, Clemson, certainly no surprise. They had the best recruiting class Um in the SC, in the ACC, maybe as good as anybody in the country. Um, the quarterback out of California, who I promise I'm going to learn how to pronounce his name. I just call him U Man. Um, Ugalele is uh, is it's it's tough. I admit. Um, uh, Demarcus Bowman, the running back, defensive tackle Bryce uh, Breesy, all players with elite ability. Uh, it's the sixth consecutive top ten class. Miles Murphy, um, Demonte Capehart, Trey Williams, uh, Trenton Thompson, the linebacker, Sergio Allen. Good depth along the front seven. The cornerback, Fred Davis, uh, kind of an A.J. Terrell type player. R.J. Mickens has great versatility. Um, you know, um, we talked about Ugalele um, and uh, Bowman, and but Kobe Pryor. Uh, Eddie Williams, uh, Justin, um, uh, uh, Eddie Williams comes from the same school as Justin Ross. The offensive line gets with Mitchell Mays and Walker Parks and Brent Tucker and Paul Chico. Uh, John Williams just loaded, loaded with talent. Uh, the rich get richer. The second best class would be Notre Dame. If you put them in the ACC, and we do, and we talk about Notre Dame as part of the ACC. Look, we know they're not in the ACC, folks, but um, we they are so relevant. We talk about all of college football every day, and we have a specific conference that we go detail in. So Notre Dame's in the ACC as well as the schools in the region. Um, 
It's a top 15 class, no doubt. You've got Drew Pine, the quarterback, Chris Tyree, the running back kick returner, Jordan Johnson out of Missouri, the big-time receiver, the tight end out of Michael Mayer of Kentucky. I mean, tight end after tight end, great players uh, at that position coming out of consistently coming out of Notre Dame. Another tight end in Kevin Ballman out of New Jersey. Arizona offensive tackle Tosh Baker has got a lot of upside, as does Michael Cormody out of Pennsylvania. Defensively, the outside backer Jordan Portello. Uh, from Hawaii was, uh, Hawaii was a good get. Riley Mills uh, out of Illinois, good defensive end. So uh, they even got the kid out of Germany, uh, who I have seen a little clip on, um, but I got more information. Tough to really gauge the level of competition, but a lot of coaches like this Alexander Endringberger uh, out of Germany. Um, next, you know, certainly North Carolina. Um it's a good class. Receivers coming in are really good. The defensive ends are big and talented. Um, it was. It's a good group um, that I think can help this program take the next level. They've lost uh, Tim Brewster, outstanding recruiter and tight end coach, to Florida after signing day. Um, but Demond, uh, Desmond Evans is really a, a good defensive end. Miles Murphy, ditto at defensive end. Kendrick Bingsley-Jones, uh, another good defensive end. Clyde Pender at defensive tackle out of Southwest Florida was a really good get. The safety, Jaquarius Conley, really good get in state. Ethan West, the inside backer from Virginia, was really good. Sam Howell um, is, needs some good young receivers. Well, Josh Downs, Tylee Kraft, really good uh, guys that can get open and run. Um, running backs, D.J. Jones and Elijah Green, pride some good depth. Uh, Malik McGowan did a really good job uh, as well. Miami, uh, really, really good, really good finish. Um, you know, you got, uh, when you look at it, last year's, Class was pretty light. A lot of transfers, and those count against your numbers. This year was the story of the signing day was Avante Williams. Um, but I also thought Jalen Rivers at tackle, Chance Williams at defensive end, uh, both from Orange Park, really good players, teammates. Running backs, Don Chaney Jr., Jalen uh, Knighton. Uh, you got big playability there. Um Quarterback uh, is Tyler Van Dyke, and you've got Michael Redding and Dazlin Worsham um, at receiver, um, and you got Elijah Roberts, another defensive end, Jalen Harrow at corner, uh, Corey Flagg out of Texas, you know, underrated linebacker, I think. So a good group for the Canes, and we'll see what they can do with them and change some of the the uh, – you know, some of the culture of creating a little bit more consistency. I am confident that that was what was needed at Florida State, and I do believe that they've at least improved in that area under Mike Norvell. I thought Mike kept a good class together, and I thought he added some guys. I think flipping Chubba Purdy from Louisville was big. Um, now you lose Jeff Sims, but you got to be able to recover from that. You know, um, in the transition, it's about coming in in evaluating the players, how do they fit for you? And, you know, how much is it more of a fit for 
the previous staff and you know it becomes very difficult because most of the class being committed you kind of need to honor it to some degree you get your complete start so it's a little bit of a mix mash and I thought they did a pretty good job they got big targets at wide receiver Brian Robinson's going to help fill the void uh Corey Wren the one-time Georgia verbal will bring quickness um uh, the secondary was another area of need. Uh, they, the safeties, Demarie Tate and Jadarius McKnight, were really good. I think the corner, Sidney Williams, and the athlete, Darian Williamson, were nice gets for them. Um, linebacker, Stephen Dix, three-star defensive tackle, Manny Rogers, also very good. Robert Scott, offensive tackle, was a good flip from Ole Miss. Um, Josh Griffiths flipped back after um, – uh, from from Louisville was was a really good get for them again. So thought it was a really good class. I, I want to give a shout out to Jeff Collins and the work that they've done. They've had a year to work with and really get into evaluating and working on what they're selling at Georgia Tech in that very fertile state of Georgia in the region, uh, specifically around Atlanta. There's a lot coming for the passing game. The offensive front's getting some help, much needed help, and then getting some improvements for the pass rush. It's the first top 30 class for the Yellow Jackets in a while. Never saw that under Paul Johnson. Uh, you got a top quarterback, former uh, FSU verbal Jeff Sims. It's a good get for them. Um, you've got uh, the in-state receivers, Nate McCollum and Ryan King, the tight end Billy Ward uh, from the Atlanta area, uh, Jameer Gibbs, they held on to him at running back. Um, he can push for playing time early on defense. He got Jared Ivey, the defensive end, Aliko Stone, and Kyle Kennard. All have good upside. I think Emmanuel Johnson, the defensive end out of South Carolina, is really good. Miles Brooks and Jalen Huff uh, bring some help in the secondary. So good gets for Jeff Collins. And then Scott Satterfield's Louisville Cardinals. Uh, disastrous recruiting class that coming off the non uh, non impactful non uh, working of the recruiting cycle by Bobby Petrino, they had to just hold things together. I I didn't think they had a prayer of a chance to win more than maybe two games at Louisville. It was as good a coaching job in terms of expectations and result as I could see at a, a place like uh, like Louisville. And, and don't think that a success of what Scott had last year on field doesn't kill a guy like a, 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 a you know, a, a Willie Taggart, where you got a guy that took over a worse situation at Louisville, and I realize that they, they didn't, you know, win all their games and certainly win against uh, FSU, but look at what they did overall relative to what they had. Now you get to build off of that. And it's the first real recruiting class for Scott Satterfield. Offensive line was a key need. They got a Juco, Trevor Reed, and a guard, uh, Kobe Baines, were muskets. They got him. They got a three-star tackle, Timmy Lawson, who was really good at the Under Armour Baltimore camp, probably a little underrated. T. Webb is the signal caller of this class. Henry Bryant's a good defensive tackle that doesn't have ideal size but really is a good penetrator. Jared Dawson's another good defensive tackle with the first quick, uh, first, um, a quick first step. Three-star safety Lovey Jenkins was a good flip from Tennessee in September. 
Georgia linebacker prospect Cameron Wilson brings quickness and range in a good frame for them. And then junior college wide receiver Braden Smith. So good, uh, good job by Scott Satterfield. North Carolina State, um, last year's class had probably a little bit more high-end talent. This was about strength and numbers. It needed more receivers, so they really worked hard at that. Offensive linemen, defensive ends, defensive back, there's a need to fill, and they did it Did it with some numbers. So uh, it's a top 50 class. Porter Brooks, probably the highlight of it. Uh, two talented and versatile athletes that they had, a four-star Nikki Meredith out of Virginia and Joshua Pierre-Lewis out of South Florida. Three-star wide receiver Anthony Smith. Um, uh, Maryland was a, was a senior riser, fined by the staff. Um, Davin Van is a good defensive tackle that can play early for him. Jalen Parker, the inside backer out of Georgia, could do the same. The center, Ethan Lane, is a really bright, advanced young center. Uh, Sean Hill's a guard. So uh, the Ben Finley, we'll see how um, uh, that works out. Obviously, uh, familiar name, Finley. The young Finley is uh, familiar with the North Carolina State program. He's the quarterback of choice for them. Pitt um, didn't bring a lot of big-time stars. Um, they signed their sixth top 50 class. Uh, four-star athlete Javante Royal can play on either side of the ball. Running back Israel uh, Abigadaka has a really good um, athleticism, played very well, um, and can move. Four-star receiver Jordan Addison can really run and stretch the field. Three-star receiver Aiden Henningham can make a difference catching the ball in traffic. Uh, Dayton Haynes is a defensive end that could help them. Three-star linebacker um, Bengali Kamara and A.J. Roberts are really good linebackers that uh, have great instincts and run skills. Cornerback Rashad Battles, corner that can play. They've got him over Georgia and NC State. On the offensive line, they had Branson Taylor and Michael Statham. Both good ceilings for those guys. Virginia, a um, little lacking overall. Uh, the last few classes brought in a lot of guys. Uh, this is more about getting better talent, and uh, we'll see. Just in terms of overall rankings, maybe not as good as some people think. But, look, they played in the ACC championship game. They've won 17 games over the past two years. They've added talent and depth. they got a offensive tackle, and Andrew Gentry is a really good player on the defensive side of the ball. The secondary um, got some help there. The safeties, Elijah Gaines and Donovan Johnson out of Louisiana, both have good frames and good range. Um, Four-star linebacker Brandon Williams is uh, is a second to top 30 prospect in that class. Um, Oganali, uh, a three-star defensive end, and Jameer Carter, uh, both have quick feet, disruptive ability up front. And the tight end, Joshua Rawlings, and the receiver, Lavelle Davis, cut good length and uh, size to make plays in the passing game in traffic. So Ira Armstead is the quarterback of the class that they brought in that they like. Wake Forest, uh, typical class for them. You know, versatile guys. The offense has some good skill parts. Um Fourth consecutive bowl game for Dave Clawson. Um, Four-star quarterback uh, Mitch Griffiths out of Virginia. Um, the center Luke Pettibone's a good get for them. Very smart, very advanced guy, four-star kid. Uh, uh, another good offensive lineman is the tackle George Sell. 
Um, they've got in receiver Jamal Banks out of Baltimore and Kayshawn Williams out of Philadelphia. Really good kids for them. Defensive line probably has been the biggest area of need for them. And uh, I think Jasine Davis out of Georgia and Malik Perrier and, uh, out of Maryland and uh, Kendron Williams were also good kids, as was James Ash. So really good defensive class for them. Duke um, never gets a lot of big names, but the transfer guy that is most intriguing is Chase Price, a former five-star quarterback coming in, um, freshman Luca Diamant, another good quarterback. Um, uh, it's a good group. The four-star uh, quarterback Diamant and the playmakers on offense, Gentavius Robertson and Jaylee Stinson, were uh, both good gets on signing day. They've got wide receivers and Nikki Dalamon and Malik Bowen. Uh, they've got three-star tackles, Graham Barton and Caleb Perez. Uh, three-star tight end, Cole uh, Finney. It's a good frame to work with. A linebacker was a key need. Uh, Christian Hood out of Texas. Dorian Mossy out of Michigan. Ryan Smith out of Georgia. Defensive tackles, Michael Reese, Gary Smith, um, Aeneas Peebles. Really good feat. Um, some good quality guys, uh, getting guys that uh, they normally get. Really good uh, class for them. Uh, Boston College, obviously Jeff Hatley's on a short um, uh, cycle there to come in and put together a recruiting class, so he fits in that same mold. It's not a bad class at all. They didn't get the top, you know, top guys that they would like, I think, on their board, but they kept the class together. There's a trio of offensive linemen. They always do a pretty good job there, don't they? Ozzie Trapillo is, uh, and Kevin Pine. And uh, both tackles. And Dwayne uh, Alec, uh, guards, good players. The three-star Justin um, Belito, the receiver, and Tides Johnson, along with the tight end Charlie uh, Gornier uh, and Hans Lillis, really good young players. And then the linebackers, Corey Smith, could push for a job early. The safeties, Giovanni Holmes and Jason Scott, might be able to help them pretty early. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what Jeff can do uh, and his recruiting reach with one year under his belt. Virginia Tech, as we mentioned a little bit earlier, disappointing. Just it's a smaller class, not a top, lot of not a lot of top shelf guys. Um, he went to Texas, got um, you know he got a, a top three hundred defensive end and a former LSU verbal Alec Bryant. It was probably a star of their class. And then the three-star edge rush prospect, Robert Wooten, was a nice kid. The three-star defensive end, Justin Beatles. Um, the three-star, Darrell Bailey, um, another one. Tyree Saunders is a good receiver out of Jacksonville, Florida. Um, running back, they've got the, the Juco, Marco Lee, and then uh, Jalen uh, Hampton and Jordan Brunson are, you know, could be in the mix early for him, But, Really concerned, as I mentioned, about their recruiting. Syracuse, uh, not a lot of, again, stars in this group, but overall stronger class than probably last year. Um, uh, the receivers, uh, um, they got some position holes. They're, they're running backs, defensive tackles, nothing excited me there. But the receivers, they went to South Florida, nine other states. They got some speed, got some playmaking ability. Um Damian Alford, Javante Williams bring big physical bodies to the wide out position. 
Three-star linebacker Laterry Kinsley Jr. has got edge quickness. Leon Lari is coming out of New Jersey, is another good edge rusher that I liked on film. Three-star offensive tackle Garth Barkley and three-star tight end Stephen Marr have good frames to develop, um, as does the athlete Justin Barron. So three-star Sean Tucker and Marlo Wax out of Maryland um, brings a different type of skill set to the running back room for them, and they've got two quarterbacks in the class, which we talked about a little earlier, and Markowitz and Morgan, that they think are sleepers that can be good players. So that's a look of all the ACC recruiting classes, including and plus Notre Dame. Um, So let me throw that in there. So that's a look. Hey, we're going to continue to do this. A reminder that uh, every day we're talking college football here. Uh, So you want to go to Landry Football's conference call, which iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, sign up. You're going to get the pro podcast. You're going to get the college podcast. So you're going to get them both. So check it out today. And make sure that you check us out as we're going to talk all uh, around the country college football. But we're going to focus uh, with uh, a different conference uh, each day that we go into more detail. So, again, if you're new to us, if you are uh, a, a regular, you get annoyed by this. Appreciate your patience. But if you're new to us, we will address your college questions. You go to LandryFootball.com, hit Contact Chris. And I will address any questions that you have here. And, uh, you know, we'll do it. We'll talk on a national scale the biggest things going on in college. Then in the second stage of the show, we're going to go into um, a little more in-depth within the conference. So, for example, this is the ACC. Tomorrow's going to be the Big Ten and beyond. Thursday, the Big 12 and beyond. Friday, the Pac-12 football and beyond, and then Mondays are SEC football and beyond. So we got you covered, east to west, and it's just a way for us to cover college football every day, but yet make sure once a week that we're covering in detail, little minutiae, because of those of you that are fans of a Pac-12 school or Big 12 school, an ACC school, an SEC school, a Big 10 school, you want to know about maybe the nondescript you know, new coach that you got on your staff or analysts on your staff or maybe a guy that's a transfer. What type of an impact? Well, that might not lead off the show on any given day, but you can be assured that if you listen to the shows every day, you're going to be better informed. I trust you. Trust me when I say this. Uh, trust me, you're going to be the very best, most informed fan in the college game going into the minutia as we do each and every day. So check us out. Check out our great folks at 401k Generation. They are sponsoring this podcast. We love having them on board, part of our family. They are licensed in all 50 states. You can call or text them today at 1-866-998-5879. They can help you get your financial checkup that you should be getting pretty often and check out LandryFootball.com for all the latest details around recruiting around the draft the draft board the free agent boards we got it all covered for you at LandryFootball.com so check it out today hey if you've got a business that you want to promote we can absolutely help you do that go to LandryFootball.com hit contact Chris send me an email and I'll get you in touch with TJ we appreciate you joining us We'll join us again for uh, more college football talk as we get into Big Ten and beyond tomorrow on the Landry Football Conference Call Big Three Roll-Up family of podcasts right here. Talk to you next time, everybody. 
guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.